Welcome back to All Things Twin Flames. I have been putting off doing this episode for a good three to four days now. There's something about the Twin Flame connection that is so consuming, so overwhelming, and so immense and vast and deep that even though you know you are pulled towards it, a lot of times you just want to run the other way. And I'm saying this out of empathy for the Divine Masculine Collective, because here I gave myself an assignment to talk about the Divine Partners in my life. And the next person to talk about was my twin flame. And yet, I felt myself wanting to run away from it and not open up because I was scared of the things I would find within myself. And so if you're listening to this and you're wondering why my person won't open up, why won't they communicate with me? It's not because there's nothing there. It's because there's a lot to work with. There's a lot of unresolved feelings. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot of energy still to integrate. And we fear ascension because we fear change. We fear things looking different. But it's only through expressing yourself and feeling the emotions of the connection and really embracing it that you can integrate every single aspect of who you are. And once you integrate every single emotion, you become who you are, which is not ego, but spirit. And you can attract your person. And you're ascended. And you're vibrating with love and peace and freedom and nothing triggers you. So I'm saying this as a reminder to you to not judge. If your person's not coming forward, it's okay. It's not personal. It's not because there's nothing there to explore. It's because they are not ready to integrate the experiences. And right now they're getting breadcrumbs. Source is feeding them little spoonfuls of integration, spoonfuls of shadow work, because they don't have the inner resources yet to sit still with the energy. Hell, I don't even have it. I don't know what you think Dan Tiano or Apollo Speaks is, who I am. But I've been smoking weed for the past three nights, trying to get away from this exact episode. Because my love for my twin, I told Diana this, is so uncontainable and unimaginable, I cannot even fathom it. It's bigger than my body. It feels bigger than this fucking world. And just accepting it and embracing it and admitting it is the hardest thing. On one hand, the ego wants to reject it because it makes no sense. How can you love someone this much? And if you're listening to this, here's what I want you to do. As much as you allow yourself to feel the love you have for your twin, remind yourself that the love you have for your twin is a mirror to the love that God, the universe, whatever resonates, has for you. So that feeling that you have, that warmness in your heart, that's how Source feels about you. That's how protected you are. That's how guided you are on this journey. So after resisting and realizing that I run away from the connection too, and we all run away in some way, Okay, Twin Flame, we all run away in some way. And running away doesn't even mean running away from the person. It means running away from the work, running away from the growth, running away from the present moment. But eventually, you're magnetized back to the growth. You, you came here to ascend. You came here to integrate light. You came here to be a light worker. This work is going to be completed. So in this story time, I'll go over with you, not the painstaking detail of my twin flame connection, but the highlights and what she means to me. Because single-handedly, this person changed my life forever. And I didn't know it at the time. That's the crazy part. I thought she was just another girl I met on Tinder. And if you've listened to the false twin flame story, I met her on Tinder. 
So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's just another Tinder hookup. I've had plenty of those before. And you know what's interesting? Meeting my twin flame on Tinder. The most interesting part about it is that I have always been drawn to online chats and online communities. I've always been in the weird chats online, looking for online mates, just being completely raw and vulnerable and honest there. And so if you find yourself or if you reflect back on your past and you, you've seen how you've been always drawn to the internet and joining chat rooms or talking to people through instant messenger, it's because a part of your soul is looking for your twin flame and preparing yourself for your twin flame. So we met on Tinder. And at the time, I graduated from college and I was pretty self-aware. I was not spiritual, but I was woke. I'll say that. I didn't have the best relationship with God, the best relationship with my highest self, but I knew who I was and I was on the mission to live my best life. I set up some things in college for me to really be on this entrepreneurial creative path. Ever since meeting my false twin flame, I really wanted to explore writing further. And so what I did was I started posting on Instagram and I grew a following. And then after Instagram, I wanted to do spoken word poetry. You might have seen it on TikTok. And I thought I was going to be a spoken word performer, right? And so I, I knew who I was. I've worked on my passion. And I'm saying this because you don't just meet a divine partner by accident. You don't just meet it, meet your person without any self-work or any self-reflection or any self-actualization. To meet someone of a soul level, someone you're connected to for real, you have to have some authenticity to you because how would you know what to look for? And what you're looking for is a reflection of yourself. But if you don't know who you are, you're just going to keep looking. So I've been on this journey where I spent all my money on Uber rides, finding spoken word mic, uh, uh, open mics, right? And I was, it was clear that I wanted to be this creative influencer, performer, freelancer type dude. Okay. And I meet my twin flame online when I graduated and she's 18. She's just beginning college. You know what's interesting? I want to talk about the twin flame age gap real quick because I was 24, she was 18, and it seemed like a bigger difference because I left school and she was a freshman, right? In the connection itself, you do not recognize age. There's no age. Age does not exist. When I tell you age is just a number, we've heard that so many times, it's just a cliche, but it's true. Right? It's only when you use words and language to describe your scenario to someone else that it seems like a problem. But when you two are sharing the same air, when you are in the same space, are you thinking about their age? No. <laughs> so I, I moved back home after college and I get on Tinder, obviously, and I start swiping. And I come across this one person that is my twin flame. And I am not even thrown off by the age. I'm like, cool, whatever. And we match. And unlike my false twin flame, I reach out. And I knew from the second I reached out, this person was different. She had a depth in her eyes. She had the best way I could describe it is how my mom describes her. She just looks intelligent. She looks like a very intelligent old soul. She's young. She's beautiful. There's just this intelligent aura that she carries so well. And so, you know how when you talk to someone and they pick up on your inside jokes and you kind of just banter and you tease each other and you break the eyes so quickly like there was no separation there to begin with that's how we started off i remember i told her my first message was i'm sorry and she said question mark and i was just like the divorce papers just came in i'm going through with this and she's like oh baby no please right and then we just kept role playing off that and it was funny and it what's even funnier is she told me later that she was high when she was talking to me and that's what i realized 
your twin flame, if there's an age gap and you're the older one, they are you or you are them when they were younger, right? My twin flame is me in a younger version. <laughs> Being high going on Tinder, that is the freshman Daniel, the freshman Apollo. And so we move from Tinder to Instagram, from Instagram to text. And I end up texting her really strange questions like, what problem in the world do you want to fix? And how do you think we should go about fixing it? Right? Like this is not regular Tinder conversation. And her response was, I'm I'm really glad you asked me that question. And she went on this whole detailed response of the problem that she seeks to fix. I'm like, wow, this 18 year old, different. (laughs) So we end up agreeing to meet up. We meet up at a cafe near her place. And so I go there. I'm early to the date, which never happens. Again, my twin flame is me in a younger version showing up late. Classic Dan. (laughs) Um, And so I sit outside because there's an outdoor patio area for the cafe. So I'm outside, got drinks, have some water, realize I need to use the bathroom. I think she's like, she she was like 10 to 15 minutes late. So definitely drink quite a bit of water. And so I head back towards the cafe. And as soon as as I'm about to reach for the door, she walks through. And time stopped. And my heart dropped. And And my soul spoke to me. And I've never been the same. Never. I've never been the same since that moment. The energetic shift that happened within me was so profound just by making eye contact with this angel that walked through the door. I looked at her. My soul said so many things. This is it. This is home. This is the one. My mind was just like, you're taller than I expected. You're fucking beautiful. You really swiped right on me? But my soul is like, yo, this is this is it, dude. And it's so weird because it's like when we were talking, we were talking with our ego, with our bodies, but our souls were just like intermingling and just we were just in the same energetic space. It was so beautiful, right? There's this weird container that you're in when you're with your twin flame. I call it the lo- the the love bubble. You know, when you're quiet with your twin flame or you're talking, there's this bubble that surrounds you. And other people, they can't get inside the bubble. And you can't form this bubble with someone else. And you know you can't form that bubble with someone else because you can't be quiet or sit in silence with someone else and still communicate, right? When you're silent with someone else, like a soulmate or an ascension partner or a karmic, It's clear that you're doing something and they're doing something and that's it. With the twin flame, you can be doing something else. They can be doing something else. But there's this energetic exchange still happening. There's still communication. There's still telepathy. There's still love flowing both ways. And it's through this communication with your twin flame that you can look at your ego and the words that you're using and see, is this aligned with who I am? Because during our conversation, I was talking about some marketing thing that I was doing where I was selling mark, uh, necklaces from China to people here at a crazy, ridiculous, marked up price. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to live overseas and I wanted to learn how to make money online and live overseas. Because I don't think it's fair that people pay 1000 to $2,000 for rent, right? And I was always talking about selling necklaces. I was like, dude, what the fuck am I talking about? Right? Any one of my friends would have been so intrigued and been like, yo, that's a sick business thing. Like, how's it going? Oh, you made $200 today? That's sick. You didn't even leave your house. I'm like, yeah, bro. But with her, I was like, I should stop doing this. I should just focus on poetry. I had this weird reflection or mirror moment where I realized who I really was. So that date went well. We ended up actually making out on a bench. She made the first move, which is great because uh, 
I'm terrified of making the first move. So we sat down, she put her leg on top of my leg. And then next thing you know, we're lip smacking. <laughs> um, it was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, TMI. Well, not really because the false twin flame episode was definitely more raunchy. But so that date ended. And then what proceeded was a lot of conversations and a lot of nights spent at this crummy apartment her dad's a realtor and so he has certain apartments that he just owns and so we would meet up there and hang out and there's this one incident and i'm not going to go too deep into it for obvious reasons but the first time we decided to hook up the first time it was planned we had everything we had the space we had time we had snacks we had everything we had each other we had a room, like everything, everything was set up perfectly. We had a privacy, right? You know, what I told her, I can't do anything right now. I'm, I'm resolving some trauma. This is me at 24 years old, which is two years ago, who knew nothing about resolving trauma, who knew nothing about shadow work, but there were things that came up within me as soon as I met her about my dad leaving I couldn't stop thinking about this fear of abandonment that I've been dealing with for a really long time and how since my dad left, I seek validation from other people and I don't feel safe. And I, I told her like, hey, I can't, I can't do this thing because of this, this thing that I have to work with within myself. If I was in this situation with any other beautiful, stunning woman any other, I would have been fine. But because it was my twin flame and she, she mirrored back onto me and she cleared up things within myself that needed to be integrated and worked on, I couldn't just live unconsciously. I couldn't just escape. And that's the thing about your twin flame. They make you feel things that normal people wouldn't. They are you, which means they are your clearest mirror. The one moment that really got me, I ended up going to the Philippines. We still kept contact and it was still the same. Every time I FaceTimed her, it was still the same. I came back, I couldn't get a job there. And it's not that I couldn't get a job there. I, I couldn't find a way to really monetize what I wanted to do online because I did not want to do the necklaces anymore, right? So I came back here and we met up again and there was a party of a friend from my old school where I graduated from. And I'm a transfer student, right? I mentioned that in the last podcast. And, you know, it's it's a school down south. And I passed by her house going to the school. So I was like, hey, you should come with me. And she's like, okay. And so, of course, I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to meet the parents, right? By the way, if you're a guy and you're listening to this, meet the parents. Like, why I, there, there's a weird hesitation for men to meet the parents. I don't care if it's not serious. You're bringing their daughter somewhere. They should know who you are. If your intentions are pure, show your face. It's a little side tangent because I have a sister and all her boyfriends were never showed up. Okay, side tangent on men, show your face. If you're really pure in heart. Okay, so met the parents. It was so awkward. Oh my God. It was so awkward at first. I walk in and then I see my twin and then I see her best friend who I see all the time on Instagram. Best friend is like all giddy and like, oh my God, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then I see her parents. I'm like, hey, what's up? And uh, it's clear like there's this weird like awkwardness like, okay, um, yeah, so we're going to go. And then the dad speaks up. He's like, so I heard you you're, you're going to this college. I'm like, yeah, I graduated from there uh, last June. And he's like, I graduated from there. I'm like, wait, what? And I'm not going to talk about what this college is, but no one goes to this college. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. The, my graduating class was, no, the, the total population of the school is less than 1,500 people. Like the average class size is 10 to 15 students. It's a tiny school. No one goes there. 
I was like, what? You went to that college too? It's in the middle of the cornfields. It's it's literally in the middle of nowhere where there's no cell phone reception. Why is, how, what, how am I, how is this happening? And that was the first instance where I got a glimpse of the word synchronicity. And where I thought to myself, wait, there might be something here. And I said, yeah, well, I, you know, I transferred there from the school in Philadelphia. And I said, oh, my other daughter graduated from there. I'm like, damn it. Both schools I attended are affiliated with that family. Coincidence? I'm going to say it's a coincidence. I don't know. Right? I wasn't really hip to synchronicities. I didn't know about Twin Flames. And I wasn't really aware of the energy in this connection just yet. To me, it was just like, okay, yeah, my soul is talking to me. But still, my body can't really register what's happening within me. So I'm just going to say that this is a hookup. Right? And so we hook up a couple times. And then one night in particular, this really got me. We meet up in that crummy apartment again. And I tell her, hey, uh, I'm going to be doing some writing. I don't want to be disturbed. She's like, okay, cool. So she greets me at the door and walk into the space. And she has a book out. I'm like, what is that? Because... There's something that happens to me where I tend to seem pissed when someone seems absolutely perfect for me because I'm just like, no, <laughs> I am not committing. It's a Gemini in me, right? And I see a book. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You do not read those. And she opened it up. She was like, yeah, this is about a story of a girl in the Middle East who's forced to marry a prince. She's like 12 years old or 14 years old. It's a whole series. I've read the whole series and it goes to court. And so there's a lot of uh, justice reform that needs to happen around situations like this. I'm like, what? You read books and you read books like this? This isn't Fifty Shades of Grey. This isn't fucking Twilight. Why are you reading a book like this? You're 18. And she's like, yeah, and uh, just going on about it with so much passion and so much authenticity. Like, this is who I am. This is my work. And I was sitting there just looking at her read as I was pretending to type. And I was like, damn it. I like you. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but I didn't realize how multifaceted this connection was. So at first, I got the glimpse of the spiritual. And then I got a lot of physical. And the physical was amazing. And then I had the mental. And then something happened between us, which caused my first separation, which made me go fucking insane. And I don't use that word lightly, but I went manic. I did something that I regret doing and I really shouldn't have for multiple different reasons. And I'm not going to go into it because if I told you, you'd be like, what the heck? Like, what is wrong with you, Dan? From the start of me seeing my twin flame, I was very open and honest with her. Like, hey, um, I'm going to be seeing other people. Like, you're free to do whatever you want. I just want to be clear in my intentions that... I'm not going to be locked down. Again, the Gemini in me. Long story short, okay, this is the very short story version to avoid your judgment, <laughs> is I posted a picture on Instagram with another girl at the same park where me and her went to my college. It was a park near my college. I posted a week later a picture of me and her. And... uh Things happened in that park, if you know what I mean. And so she saw that picture on Instagram. And automatically I get a text. I'm like, I that within an hour of me posting that picture, get a text. Sorry, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. And the person who I took the picture with, and I actually ended up sleeping with that night, um, she told me 
as soon as my twin flame says I can't do this, she told me, hey, look, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, whoa, two girls with the exact same, very similar names ghosting me at the same time. And what's interesting is the person who I hooked up with more recently is someone who I went to school with and I pretty much dated for a good year. Like we spent every single day together my senior year after my fall swim flame. Me and her were just together all the time. We did everything. We would stretch together. We would meditate together. We would do yoga together, watch movies together. We did everything together, right? And so I was like, all right, my twin flame, whatever. I've only known her for two weeks. She's an 18-year-old. She's got a lot of experiencing to do in college anyway. I'm going to get over that. But this one person who I've been seeing in college, I don't know if I can get over that one. But you know what's weird? I was so torn about the twin flame, and I didn't give a fuck about the person who I really connected with in college. Even though I had a longer span of time spent with that person even though I knew her more in my mind I'm like why does this make sense like I mean why doesn't this make sense how does this make sense why am I not pulled towards the person who I've been seeing in college and probably should have dated because we're so alike why am I feeling so much pain right now and when I say pain I was screaming in my pillow every fucking night my eyes were bloodshot right I could not sleep I would go to work and I literally, there was times where I could not breathe. I kid you not. I could not breathe. And all I could do was think about this person. And then one night I just, I just, I just cracked. I cracked, completely cracked. I talked to uh, my aunt who's, who's living with my, uh, in my house at that time. I was like, look, I did something bad. And this person who I really care about is out of my life. And I'm talking with so much emotion, like I've dated this person or I'm fucking married to this person. I've only hooked up with her a couple of times and we've only known each other for two weeks. Why am I going crazy? Why am I losing my breath? I'm not like this. And this is how you know it's a dark night of the soul when it is disproportionate to your reaction normally. If you've picked up my vibe, if you picked up things in my story, you know that I... Had a lot of fun in college, and I slept with numerous people, and I cut a lot of people off. So people saying, bye, I can't do this anymore because you don't want to commit. That is a story I am used to. That is a broken record in my mind. But why this 18-year-old telling me those words? Why is it bugging me? Why is it making my eyes bloodshot red? Why is it causing me to, like, send messages out loud like i would i would speak to god and be like god just let her know i love her just fuck i said the l word right just i and i would i would rehearse asking her out i'd be saying this out loud in my bedroom and be like uh hey i know i fucked up i really like you do you want to date i would say these things out loud what's interesting is during that time of immense pain the only thing I could turn to because I, I couldn't tell my friends this. They'd just be like, bro, it's a chick you met on Tinder for two weeks. You're going to get over it. But the feeling was so different. The pain was indescribable. And my pull towards her was so magnetic and irresistible. The only thing I had was writing. And so I wrote. And it kept me sane. And I did this whole poetry series or spoken word series called Lover or Love Her. L-O-V-H-E-R, play on words. And it was inspired by her. And so it would be a spoken word piece that I'd post on Instagram and I got in contact with a videographer friend from mine, of mine in high school, and we shot three videos. And I was just really invested in, in making this video series or poetry series really awesome. You know, and I wrote about her. 
The first line in the Lover series is, I don't got a type to fit, I got a vibe to match. And Shadi don't swipe on Tinder, but her look is so fire in a blink of an eye, she could light a match. She's incredible, like a miracle. You could see her in person and she'd still be unbelievable. <laughs> Everything I wrote was about her. And through me channeling my feelings towards writing, made me feel so much better, so much more at peace. And things started to flow in writing. I would post more. And I'd, I'd, I'd feel so many waves of creativity. And then I'd get emails about, hey, let's be, I want to interview you for my podcast. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is going somewhere. I felt a lot of traction building up with, with writing. And then one night, I checked my email. It's my twin. My twin flame sends me an email. And finally, separation no contact is broken. I, I read it right away. I'm like, I knew this was coming. And a lot of twin flames are listening to this right now. And you know that email is coming. You know that text is coming. You know that phone call is coming. You know, you know something is coming. That part of your soul does not lie. Your inner presence knows everything. It knows the past. It knows what's coming to you. Time is an illusion. Your soul knows what's coming towards you. Remember that. So I read it. You know what I thought? Here's what I thought. This person writes like me. And growing up, I had visions of myself and dreams writing long emails or letters to someone. And the voice or the tone that she's using is the same as the person in my dreams. You see, your person shows up way before they show up in the physical. They show up in your dreams. They show up in the names of people you meet. Their birthday shows up. Their scent shows up. Their area of interest, their career shows up. For instance, my twin flame said she always told her parents that she would be dating a writer with no chest hair. How weirdly specific. And who am I? At that time, I was a writer. And I'm Asian, so I don't have body hair. <laughs> don't have chest hair. Right? Your soul knows. So I read that email and that voice felt so familiar and it was so beautifully written. I'm like, wow. Another thing I'm gonna add about the note is she mentioned a song that I sent her and there's songs that you and your twin flame send each other. And usually they are very foretelling and foreshadowing. Like the song I sent her goes like, we can't be friends anymore. Like, we've, we've passed the point. I don't think we can just be platonic. You know, given our history, we, we can't. The song I'm talking about is a song by Division. The name is slipping my mind for some reason, but it's like, can't be friends. And so... Music is a very popular and common way for Twin Flames to communicate with each other. And so notice the songs you're sending and if they have breakup vibes to it. Because if it does have breakup vibes, something's coming. Right? Before my second separation my Twin Flame, I made a whole breakup playlist. I don't know why. And I called it Love is Cold. I was in heat. <laughs> I was in the heat of the Twin Flame romance. I called it Love is Cold. Why? Because my soul knew. Separation is coming. So I read the email. And the only thing I'll say for you, Twin Flame, because I don't want to go into what she actually said. Her life is her life. Your divine masculine loves you more than you know. And they care about you more than they show. And they really struggle with accepting themselves just like anyone else. 
Just like you struggle to love yourself completely, they do too. So she reached out. I replied, and what's interesting is I knew what I would say, what I would say. I was preparing for it already. I knew that if we were in contact, I'd be smooth and just be like, yo, uh, by the way, I'm going to knock out some writing near you. If you want to join, feel free to come through. <laughs> That's how I ended the email back. And so when, when that communication is coming, your soul is already preparing. Or what I'm saying to you is get prepared. You should know what you want to say. You should know how to respond. And it'd be better if that response brings you two together. Oh yeah, I'm usually around this area. Let's grab a coffee. Right? Don't just have the response be not linked to you two actually meeting up. Okay, so just some free game. Now back to the story. So we meet up. And again, like, it just felt natural. It felt like nothing changed. But at that point, the connection was still just very just physical not yet in physical and mental, but not really deeply emotional. And then something happened, right? We, we're still platonic. I mean, we're not platonic, but, but we're seeing each other. Um, we start hooking up again. And then one night, my soul told me while I was texting her, ask her out right now. I'm like, whoa. And this is when the soul connection started really picking up. I was like, what? I'm not sure about this. I don't know about this. I don't know about this soul. Soul, are you sure? But it felt so right. And your soul knows when to ask someone out, right? It's like when my soul told me to ask Diana out, I was like, are you sure, soul? Are you sure you're telling me the right thing? And so I did. I was like, I don't know what this means, but do you want to date? And she said, I don't know what this means, but yes. And I was so hesitant. I was like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to like date date. I, like, can we just date but not call each other boyfriend and girlfriend? I was being really, really petty and stupid in the beginning because I was scared to commit. I was very scared to commit. Right? But I want to highlight this important aspect. What broke separation was me focusing on my purpose. Me focusing on myself. Me channeling and feeling the pain and not hiding from it. Obviously, sometimes I got high. But for the majority, I was channeling and feeling and integrating every single emotion through poetry and posting poems online, poems on, on my Instagram, working on myself, using that energy to move myself in a, or put myself in a better position. Remember this, Twin Flame, love propels you forward. It doesn't pull you back. Use that energy to, to propel yourself forward, okay? So we start dating. And it is tough the first two months. It's tough. Like every day, and she doesn't know this, I wanted to break up with her. And every the only reason I didn't was because everyone around me was like, oh, she seems nice. I'm like, what? But she's so quiet around you. Like, I don't know. She was just, and what, what this was, it was triggered. I was, I was in Triggerville for the first two months. There was times where I could not even look at her. Why? It's because a lot of things within myself kept coming up. I literally couldn't look at her. I, I would walk with her in a park when we were hanging out. I'd look at someone else and be like, why can't I date someone else like this? Why do I have to be with you? I say this in my head, but like, I was just so triggered by this person. It felt so strange. This is one time we took vac vacation to uh, uh, the capital of the United States, DC. And I had a uh, performance there. And the second night of being together, man, that second day was brutal. I couldn't look at her. I, I couldn't be in her same area, right? And there's something about the twin flame trigger that is so powerful. I didn't understand it. And I just wanted to lash out. I wanted to call her names and I wanted to say mean things to her. But she was just so loving, so loving. You know, I, I would really take back those moments, but I didn't know what was happening. I, I really didn't know what was happening, but during that time, I made a really conscious decision to heal myself. That's the only thing I knew. I joined some Facebook group that was like a hundred bucks a month. It was called Transformation Mastery, where I did meditations. I would watch certain webinars just about self-healing and how to become a better person. So a lot of things were coming up naturally, right? And this twin flame in my life was triggering me every freaking day. 
that's how it was for the first two months. And then from month three to 10, absolute bliss. Once you get through the trigger twin flame, you experience nothing but harmony. If you can work through your shit and not project, and this is so important, if you work through your own shit, sit with the pain, integrate it, and not project, and focus on yourself, therefore not ruin the 3D relationship, and you don't hurt their feelings, you're going to enjoy so much, so much. You're going to be so present with your partner. Everything we did felt like an adventure. Whether it was going to Costco or going to Wawa, our thing was just going to Wawa, sitting, get, getting a coffee and sitting in the car and just talking for hours. We could talk for hours. Don't know why, but we could talk for hours about nothing, literally nothing. If we're in bed, we can just play with each other, not even sexually, but just like as kids, we would just like do weird things and make weird faces and it would feel like presence, like there's nothing else happening but this moment. Like when you're with your twin flame, the whole world melts away. So absolute bliss from month three to month 10. And what happens within me is all this energy activation. I become so much greater than who I am or who I was. I become more creative. I get better at poetry. I get better at memorizing my spoken word poems. This is one time I wrote her a poem. I wanted to surprise her during my performance. And that's actually the same uh, time we went to DC and I got triggered. But I wrote her a poem and I remember looking at her face. She was cherry pink. I mean, she was tomato red. I mean, cherries are red too, but she looked more like a tomato. She was so red. She was just blushing, right? <laughs> this is a part of the poem goes. Um... Whenever I look at you, oh, how's it go? Damn, it's slipping my mind. It's going to come back to me, but um, yeah. So what what happens with a twin flame? (laughs) I can't believe I forgot it. I'm salty. Uh, Is you honestly do become better. Become a better person. You become a better lover. If you choose to stay present. If you choose to not project. So... We date and then month 10 happens and there's a lot of ups and downs, okay? Um, But the downs aren't so bad. The downs are simply me just working through my shadow and I I have conscious awareness of it. I I read a book called The Presence Process, which saved my relationship. It helped me understand the, the, the triggering aspect of healing and how there's some things that you can't clear on your own and that when you're uh, with other people, your shadow is going to appear on them and the task isn't to attack them, but to look within yourself to figure out what is causing you to react in that way. And so I had way more inner resources and information to understand what was happening. One interesting thing that I want to add is my twin flame had a lot of health issues And the feeling of your twin flame being sick feels like death. It would worry me so much. Like that anxiety you might have right now of, are they going to come back? Are they not? No, that that does not top. It doesn't even come close to your twin flame being sick and you not knowing what to do. It has no comparison. Your twin flame being sick and in the hospital or in the ER you are so out of it. You realize how much you care about this person. The poem goes, seeing your eyes for the first time made me realize dreams do come true. And every time I look at you, our connection, uh, and every time I FaceTime you, our connection goes through and our connection does too. Girl, you tore me in too and turned me inside out too. Exposed all my ugliness and said, I like it because it's you. And I don't want to give you too much too soon, but fuck it, I do. Because everything I said I don't love about myself, you said, fuck it, I do. But I don't want to give you too much too soon because I don't have too much in me to give up this soon. But if you think about it, enough is as much as a feast. I said enough is as much as a feast. I mean, there's only so much you can eat, but there's so much we can be. 
So baby, here's me. And don't worry, I'm still working on the other half. And so all this creative energy spiked up within me. And all this care that I had for this one person shined within me. And it was exposed during the time she was sick and not well. There's really not much else to say about the relationship other than it was hard at first, but I knew I had to stay. I knew I had to stay. And after I worked through it, those are the best times of my life. Hands down. Hands down. Best time of my life. Like the feeling of being with your person. Nothing tops it. Towards the end, I got a little clingy. I got kind of needy. And I acquired a writing page on Instagram that had 121,000 followers. And it was like a dream come true because I've always wanted a platform. I've always wanted people to speak to and write to. I always felt like I had this natural knowledge and wisdom within me that just needed a platform. I just needed an audience. And so finally I have this platform with 121,000 people. So I'm like, awesome. I'm going to bless this platform. I'm going to spread so much love on it, right? Because before I was writing on a blog and that would get like around 30 to 50 people a day, but not 121,000. And my twin flame always said to me, you know, like, it always seems like you're chasing something. And it's very rare that you're actually present with me. And this is a common theme in my relationship with her, where even my relationship with Diana, where my relationship with work was toxic. I love to work. Anyway, so I keep writing. And the thing is, my writing started to become more, well had tints of codependency and I would really write like really sappy love poems about her to 121,000 people and imagine you're on the receiving end you're just like oh wow this person's writing about me on one hand it's kind of cute on one hand it's like is this too much right I told her this was like two weeks before our separation I feel like it is my purpose to tell the world how much I love you. I told her those exact words. I feel that it is my purpose to tell the world how much I love you. Two years later, or three years later, that's still my purpose. There was no lie in what I said. This business all things Twin Flames, this podcast, my TikTok, my growth is all centered around her love for me. That is the foundation of all this. The reason I am who I am today, along with the support of soulmates and ascension partners, the foundation, the core foundation of who I am is the love I have for my Twin Flame. Nothing tops it. Nothing gets in the way. Nothing else is the priority than my love for my Twin And it's crazy that I said that to her without having any awareness of what's to come. And so when I told her that, a couple things happened. I started to become more clingy, but I also started to become more manipulative. And I was in the Philippines at that time, and I was in a place in the Philippines, which is a party island, and... Let's just say last time I was in the party island, I had a really fun time with the locals. And uh, there were some local girls there that told me to come to a hostel with them. And, you know, I, I wanted to. And I talked to her about it. And things didn't go over well. And then there's different instances in the relationship where I would give her reasons to not trust me. And that's my own issue. To deal with and that wasn't her projection now she was definitely triggered by it and she's def- and not only that was she triggered by that but she was definitely triggered by just 
you know, your partner is getting all this attention online. Obviously, you're going to feel some type of way if everyone's complimenting him, right? It's just like, whoa, back off. That's my man, right? So we had two things going or a couple of moving parts in this whole snowball effect to what would be the separation for the second time where I couldn't give her a reason to trust me. She, and that that's very fair, right? And then I felt intuitively that she couldn't handle all the comments and the path that I was on because I was like very sure and certain that I would reach a, a lot of people. And I know I'm just scratching the surface even now, right? We had a conversation and she was like, so you need to give me a reason to trust you. Like she's going to be studying abroad. She was like, I, I'm doing so much in my life. Like I need a relationship that is stable and sturdy and secure. Can you do that for me? And you know what's so weird? I said, no. I said, no. This person who I'm manifesting back in my life, I'm the one who rejected. And I'm still trying to figure out why I said no. And it's not until afterwards that you can connect the dots. Everything, the reason I said no is because my soul knew I had to grow. We had to grow apart. I knew that we would grow together eventually. But we just, I, there were some things in my life that I needed to sort out and be self-sufficient in. And so a lot of you listening to this right now, you think separation is the worst thing ever. But look at the time and space you have to really build a foundation for yourself and for your life. To really build something that has your heart's signature on it. During separation, everything I complained about to her, I fixed. Well, not everything, but most things. I complained to her about playing a lot of basketball, but not being on a basketball team. During separation, I joined two basketball teams. The first one, I win a championship in. The second one, we go undefeated until COVID happens. And then another thing I complained to her about was not having a platform to speak my truth. And then I got the Instagram page. And after that, I got the TikTok account, right? Now, now I'm on TikTok, now I have the podcast. Not only having not having a platform, but I was like, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. Like, what do I say? Like, I, I don't know anything about spirituality. I don't know anything about psychology. I graduated with, an, with a degree in environmental studies. I don't really, like, I care about the environment, but, like, it's not what I want to talk about. Now I found my, my truth. And somehow, because of my relationship... With Diana, my ascension partner, that's the next episode. I, I took this accelerated course on spirituality and everything I needed to know about twin flames, about self or about, about shadow work, about spirituality and ascension. I knew. I knew everything or I thought I did. I don't know everything, but I, I took this accelerated course with Diana, so to speak. That That's metaphorical. Okay. Um, and so... There's parts of you that are still being refined that you asked to refine during separation or during union. And you're just like, I, I want to grow this, right? I always complain about money. Money's not an issue anymore. I used to complain about not knowing who I was. That's not an issue anymore. I used to complain about not having anyone to defend to about spirituality. That's not an issue anymore. I have the Facebook community. I have Diana. I have, I have so many friends who are now plugged into self-awareness. And spirituality, it's beautiful. Everything I've complained about resolved or is in the process of getting resolved. So we drove to meet up at one of our favorite spots. And what's interesting is, oh, I want to back up real quick and say this. When, when I got off the phone call and she was, man, that was a tough phone call. And she was bawling her eyes out. Right. Um, before that, she was telling me that she's been seeing the number 89 everywhere. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't know what that means. But she was like, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure either. And she would 
she even sent me pictures of like her sitting in the car or while she was sitting in the car and there would be three cars in front of her and they would all have the sequence of eight nine and i was like that that that's weird and then we had that call and something my soul said look up the time you started dating to today and i did and it was 289 days i'm like that's why 89 popped up this is as much as it hurts it's in divine timing it's in god's plan as much as i know this is going to fucking suck this needs to happen and so we drive to meet up i'm driving to her to to this to this vegan place and i'm telling myself this isn't over we're not done we're not done like yeah we're done for the moment but we're getting back together sometime I told her like we can see it as dating ourselves first we can see it as taking a detour for ourselves but I know I'm coming back I know I'm coming back those roads I drove I'm like this is not my last time driving these roads and it wasn't even me being hopeful because I called the breakup it was my soul telling me this is not over and we meet up I look at my person and I haven't seen her in like a good month or two because I was in the Philippines. This is my first time seeing her and she doesn't look anything like the person I knew. Sometimes this happens in a twin flame relationship. When your person shows up and they're not who they used to be. And the connection and pull that you had towards them seems to disappear and vanish and just completely change. The connection I felt with my person before was gone. In that meeting, I was looking at a stranger, not a twin flame. I was confused. By the way, I learned about Twin Flames about a month into a month uh, prior to the breakup. I told everyone about Twin Flames. I was so hype about it because this is my mission. This is my soul's work. This is my soul purpose, Twin Flames, at least for now. I remember doing a pick a card reading. It was like, yeah, your person, you're going to meet them online. You're going to travel a lot together. I'm like, whoa, this is, this is, this is the, this is what I'm in right now. <laughs> um, and we meet and I don't recognize my person. You know, and a lot of people are forcing union when they're meant to be separated because both of you are shells of who you're supposed to be. And the reason there wasn't any resonance is because she wasn't aligned with her truth and I wasn't aligned with my truth yet. And day by day as we ascend... We're going to meet at that common point at the very summit. But until then, don't force a connection that isn't supposed to be there. Yes, you two are connected on a soul level at all times. But in the 3D, union takes place at a very divinely orchestrated moment when you're ready for it. And this is a good reminder to me because just thinking about the event. And I remember just her giving me back my stuff and after that we kissed wasn't the same lips wasn't the same taste <laughs> my phone just lit up it says 143 she has this 143 plaque in her house and 143 stands for I love you so she's coming through right now and saying I love you that's cute <laughs> um, and that's 144 twin flame number There's something about the last time you meet your twin flame or the last conversation that you have that is very unique and special and that you need to look into. Okay. There's something that you say. There's something that you give. There's something in that instance that is very crucial and symbolic. This is what it is for me. You decide what it is for you. Maybe it's a word. Maybe it's a number. Maybe it is an item. For me, it was an item. 
I was in the Philippines and I got her a bracelet. I had beautiful pearls, beautiful pearl bracelet wrapped around gold, right? And what's interesting is I had a reading done and the medium pulled a card that had an oyster on it. And she said that during your reconciliation or the last time you spoke, there's a significance around seashells or pearls or clams. And I was just like, wow, this is truly a divinely orchestrated union, isn't it? Every little detail about your twin flame relationship is significant, is all part of God's plan. So even though we separated, I still carry this immense love for my person. And I didn't realize that Anchor cuts it off at 59 minutes and 59 seconds. And I just bawled my eyes out. And I'm maybe kind of happy that that wasn't recorded. But I want you to know this. My love for my person has nothing to do with me wanting her back in my life. And everything to do with how amazing she is. I do not look at her like someone would a flower and just pick it up and destroy the flower. I look at her with so much respect and so much admiration for her mission, for her purpose, for the kindness that she houses in her body. And I want to thank her for allowing me to step into my highest self through our union. And I want to thank her for showing me how amazing unconditional love truly is and how that love that I have for her is the same love that not only she has for me, but God has for me and God has for her. And I know God is protecting our union. My love for her will never change. I didn't know it at the time when I swiped right. I didn't know it at the time when I wanted to break up with her. I didn't know it at the time when I posted that picture on Instagram and I triggered the fuck out of her. And I acted out of ignorance. I didn't know it at the time when I started this business. But it's carried through. It's the only thing that's that hasn't changed. And something that doesn't change is something that's real. I didn't know how deep my love was for my twin. Spoiler alert. <laughs> when I asked Diana to be my girlfriend. We'll get to that later, but I'm back on the twin flame journey. And my mission isn't to reunite with my twin flame only and I'm not saying that has to look like a relationship because we're always in union my mission is to simply be on the twin flame journey so I can gather more experience and figure out these little nuances and use the the union as a mirror so I can heal so I can ascend more because as a twin flame coach I feel like a fraud now helping you all trying to get into union And at first, I knew what I was talking about. But after a while, I was like, yo, I'm just, I'm talking out my ass. I had enough experience and knowledge that covered the year of me being in relationship with this wonderful human being. But now it's time for more growth. So if you didn't pick up or read between the lines, Diana and I have parted. And we'll get to more of that in the next episode. But I just want to take time to honor these two amazing individuals in my life. I can't thank both of them enough. Thank you all for being a part of this journey too. You make me feel <laughs> not crazy. And I'm just happy to share 
these tidbits of information and help you come into union with your real self. The goal is growth. The goal is love for yourself, for your twin, for everything you experience in life. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Twin Flame, for inspiring me. Thank you, Diana, for helping all things Twin Flames be what it is today. Bye now.